Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today, we are recording on this beautiful, lovely day, and we're just feeling in such high spirits today, um, which is kind of funny because we're going to be recording an episode about the not-self themes. Um, <laughs> and so this is kind of a topic that I think people steer away from because we want to talk about the high vibe things, and we want to encourage people to really just focus on that and embody that. But honestly, it is so, so, so helpful and important to truly understand your not self theme and to understand what it really means, because each of them are just one word, you know, for projectors, bitterness, for manifestors, anger. But within those words, there's kind of a lot of variety that you can feel and experience in different life situations where you might be feeling that not self theme and not have full awareness of that. So today we're going to talk about that and we're going to bring some love to that topic because it is super important and super helpful helpful in helping you live by your design and in helping you navigate that not self and be able to transcend that and come back into that source of empowerment and living in your self theme. Mm -hmm. And this is like real shit. You know what I mean? Like this is the real, real, um, okay. In actual life, how is this really applying? And in actual life, when am I really, um, enjoying my not self? And when am I really actually, feeling good in my not self place that I'm not even realizing that I am in my not self. And how can I show up more authentically as myself? And what does showing up even mean? Right? Because it's so you hear that so much in the world, um, especially the spiritual community of showing up, like show up for yourself, show up. Thanks for showing up today, blah, 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 all that stuff, which cool. We do love that saying we're not like hating on that at all. Um, but what does it really mean? And like, mm-hmm. are you really being authentic? Are you actually doing the work? Are you really trying to genuinely show up? And a big part of that is um, checking yourself and releasing yeah. your not self themes. So mm-hmm. we're going to get into all of that. But it is funny that we are in such high spirits today. And we are talking <laughs> about something that is a little bit more um, like, I guess not negative, but just like real of like, okay, check yourself, bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, but at the same time, the polarity of the moment is that I drink way too much cacao today and I'm feeling <laughs> really like excited and happy and hyper. Um, and also it's just been such a beautiful day, like being in our kimonos and um, meditating. Yeah. I had like such a strong meditation this morning. I know I've mentioned this so much on the podcast, but I really love talking to the universe in my meditation. And I have G center authorities. That means that I need to talk and hear myself talk to really know my truth. So it's such a big practice for me, um, to have time each day where I sit down with 
myself and the universe and I get tapped in and I really connect to the energies around me and I give gratitude, but then I just let myself talk and talk and talk and talk to really just connect to my truth. Um, and having rituals and routines is really supported for me as well. So allowing myself to have that time every day to do that is really supportive and helps set me up for flow in other ways in my life my day and in my life and using my gifts. Um, but for other people, that's not necessarily true. So I don't want you to hear this and be like, Oh, I should do this every single day. Cause maybe that's not supportive in your energy. Um, but for me it is. And today I was talking, 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 and I, I never edit myself. And I kind of shocked myself with these energies that I was calling in. And I literally said, um, like universe helped me to, um, call in and be supported by the energies of, um, and I just started listing off these names like Harriet Tubman and Moana and Michelle Obama and Oprah and Khaleesi and Mulan, like help me to Mm. bring in that energy of these, um, badass women and archetypes into my cells, into my essence, into my awareness to really learn the medicine of these great teachers and to really um, embody the strength that they have taught and left behind and give gratitude for the lessons that I've learned from each one of these teachers in my life. And it's funny because some of them are Disney characters and some of them are you know, from a fan, like a fantasy show. And then, yeah. Others are like real badass bitches that have like made such a big impact in the world um, and left behind such an amazing legacy. But just hearing that out loud from myself was like, okay, these are my guides right now. These are, my expanders. These are my, um, my energy that I'm wanting right now. And I necessarily wouldn't have known that if I didn't let myself just say anything that would just flow out of me and like channel through me, I, I wouldn't necessarily have that clarity around, okay, I want to play big and I want to help a lot of people. And I want to connect with a lot of people. And, um, my life purpose, like my cross of incarnation is building a legacy, um, that immortalizes my direction. And I didn't connect the dots between all of my, you know, heroes or people that I look up to did that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Harriet Tubman really built a legacy and left behind, like immortalized her direction and changed so many lives and, and is just a complete awe to, um, to feel to feel her energy, you know, um, when I was younger, I did like, you know, those book reports where you have to dress up as the person. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, eight. And I did Harriet Tubman. I did and, Oprah uh, in mine. You did? <laughs> yeah. And I played Oprah and I put on her outfit and everyone's like, you don't look like her. And I was like, well, I am her. And thank God you didn't do blackface. Cause that <laughs> shit would come back to haunt you in like 10 years. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. Um, wow. Yeah. It's, I just feel like, holy shit, I've been so drawn to these badass women and it is this energy that I have been wanting to call in. I just didn't realize. And even when I was younger, I literally watched Mulan like forward and like watched the whole movie. And then 
it was obviously on VHS. And so I would watch it in reverse, like rewind. I'd watch the whole movie backwards and then I'd watch it again and backwards and again and backwards all day long for like weeks at a time because I was obsessed with Mulan. And I didn't give a shit about, you know, Cinderella meeting her prince or like Ariel giving away her voice to please her man. Like I did not care about any of the other Disney princesses. I only cared about Mulan and I'm not hating on them. If you're into Ariel, like cool, awesome, embody (laughs) that high vibe mermaid energy. Like I'm here for it. I'm rooting for you. But my point is, is that when you use your strategy and authority and you really let yourself um, just not edit yourself, like just be tapped in, be grateful, let it flow. You can shock yourself with the clarity that you can, that you can find Mm -hmm. when you really experiment with this daily. And that clarity was like a huge light bulb of like, Oh shit, these are my teachers. They've been my teachers my whole life. Mm -hmm. And now let me actively call in their energy Mm -hmm. to continue teaching me and to continue supporting me and, um, inspiring me, Mm -hmm. um, in a, in a real true, like now I have awareness around it, you know? Yeah. I think that that's so interesting and awesome. And I love all of those women and even Moana and Mulan. Those are two of my favorite Disney movies too. I feel like we talk about Disney movies a lot on this podcast. We do. I don't know what's wrong. (laughs) I know. I don't know why, but both of those stories are the hero's journey, right? Both of those girls are going out and they're staying true to themselves and they're going against adversity and they're doing what they know is right. And they are fighting and honoring their truth and going out and doing something in a big way that is scary. And then coming back and showing people that that was possible. So, I mean, both of those stories are so powerful and archetypal. So I love that you said that because it's really funny Mm. how when you work with the goddesses, um, you are, praying to this goddess or chanting about this goddess, like Kali, for example, and you're tapping into her, her energy of being able to create and destroy and destruct things and really being this badass, fierce mother bear energy that is so powerful and so loving and could literally like rip your head off and also can create a new thing all in one person. And when you're praying to that goddess, um, I really see it as her being an archetype that you're tapping into. And by focusing on that energy, you're calling that energy into yourself and letting her energy as a goddess be a medicine for you. So you have a picture of the goddess that you're looking at, but it's not really that that goddess exists somewhere in that form, right? It's an archetype. It's a story. And that goddess or that picture personifies that frequency so that you can meditate on it and tap into it and call upon it at any time. That is so... That's so interesting because, um, I guess hearing that said that way, it's kind of a light bulb moment for me right now because I've always, you know, I was raised or I grew up really Christian and really, um, in like the Christian community. And I always like, even to this day, it never resonated with me. Um, never sat right with me to think like, Oh, pray to this goddess or pray to that goddess or, um, you know, that just kind of was, I don't know, it, I could I was always trying to picture like, oh, it's the same thing as like praying to God or praying to Jesus or whatever, from those like r- deep roots. Um, mm-hmm. And 
So I always picture like praying to this person to do something for you. Right. And that just didn't work for me. But now like I completely understand what you're saying. Uh, Mm -hmm. No, it's you're calling in that energy. So in a sense, I was, you could say I was praying to Mulan, but I wasn't praying to Mulan. I was calling in her energy to help teach and um, um, inspire me. Right. And like cultivate that energy, that archetype. Exactly. Right. And you are actually by, by looking at her as a personification of a frequency, that is an easier way. It's a shortcut for you to say all of that stuff that she is, that is what I want to embody. And, you know, Mm. I don't have a name for that, but I can call it Mulan and know exactly what energy I'm talking about. And by calling on that, you really are able to embody that within yourself because you get to choose your frequency at any point throughout your day. And having those figures that embody a frequency for you or personify a frequency for you, it's, it really is a shortcut for you to be like, that's my vibe. And in one word, Mulan, that's my vibe for today. <laughs> Instead of all yeah. the other things trying to explain something that's so ethereal, ethereal or theoretical or mm-hmm. you know, really talking about frequencies, but really just to be able to have that name and that story that really captures the essence. Yes. Ooh, okay. Penny <laughs> dropped. Is that a saying? Someone said that earlier this week, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah. I kind of like that." You know, yeah, what, Penny just dropped. I don't think you that's know, right. like I think a new phrase. It might be an old phrase, and I'm just totally not cool. But you know, how people say "spill the tea" or "what's the tea?" Yeah, I've that's never, the tea. I've never heard that phrase in my life until like what? recently, and I'm like, well, "Yeah, it's a that? recent thing." Yeah, it's like for cool young, you know, nineteen year olds. <laughs> Yeah, I'm into that like, thing though. I'm like, here for that. Tell me the gossip or like the juice or like the dirt. Yeah, like you would say, you would say, you know, praying to a goddess is really just like trying to embody the archetype of it and um, in like bring in that energy into your life, and that's the tea. Like I think that's but, how you can use it. <laughs> but what does it mean? Like that's it in a nutshell, or does it mean like that's the the rundown, the lowdown. Yeah. It's like you, yeah. It's like you were, you know, with a group of friends having tea and like, by the time you're done drinking your cup, like that's the tea, bitch, you know? (laughs) Okay. I think, but honestly, there's probably someone that's a lot younger and cooler than us listening. And they're like, these (laughs) old bitches. (laughs) It's so true. I I have to Google all the time when people send me abbreviations um I have to like Google what they mean because I'm like I don't know that it's really interesting because we grew up really right on the cusp of technology so we were alive in a time where we didn't have a cell phone we didn't have texting we uh you know went through that transition so while we are really in you know technological people and we use technology all the time I still have these major blind spots in my life where I'm like how do people know that? And I just feel like a little bit like an alien. Yeah. And that's why our parents um, are so like, holy shit, how do I open a PDF? You know what I mean? (laughs) And we're like, okay, we got that. We got that. Um, But, but our kids, it's just crazy. Our kids are going to be on a whole other psycho level. They're going to be coding at like five. Yes. And that's crazy. Awesome for them. Future is <laughs> insane. Um, yes. Okay, so that whole side tangent alone, like <laughs> aside, let's get to our topic, um, which is all about showing up for yourself and 
really recognizing, okay, what are my not self? What is my not self theme? How does that really show up in my life? Because it can be kind of sneaky. And, um, when you are trying to have awareness and to show up and to not be in your not self and to kind of check yourself, it's actually, um, you're really open to other people checking you as well. If that makes sense. You know, like Dana will say to me all the time, like, Oh, that sounds like bitterness. And I'm like, Oh shit, you were right. That is bitterness. Okay. I'm choosing to feel that for a second. And then, um, like rise out of it and like, uh, overcome it. If that makes sense. Um, and that feels really good to me that somebody else can kind of say, Oh, Hey, that seems like you're not self. And you're like, Oh, is that, that is, and you wouldn't be open to doing that if you weren't actually trying to check yourself and to show up and to, um, uh, embody your self themes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about this phrase showing up because it is so important and it is such a beautiful phrase, but what does it really mean? So we are really feeling at this moment that showing up, there's kind of two sides of it. One side is the internal side where you are choosing each day to not play the victim in life, but to really choose empowerment and to say when things get stressful or when you get triggered or when things get really difficult to not say like, why is this happening to me? But to really make that great shift into how is this happening for me? And how can I choose in this moment to be empowered and to have control over my reaction and to choose to break the cycle of negativity or victimhood or not self and to actively put my intention towards being able to shift out of that Um, and do the work to shift into that empowerment and shift into growing and letting myself heal. And that shift is a conscious choice. And sometimes you don't really have the energy to choose that. Or sometimes you just feel like I just can't. But most of the time, it's that's the best choice that you can make. And really deciding that on your own is you're not going to be perfect. You're always going to have your moments where days just feel kind of off or days feel really whack or you're having it down on your emotional low or you're in your not self and you're like, I just need to sit with this and, and observe it a little bit more. But really knowing that that's the first step of showing up is making that choice internally. Okay, I'm ready to step out of victimhood and step into empowerment and, um, really go inward and really take that responsibility. So the other thing about that inward side of it is really taking that full radical self-responsibility that everything in your life, all of your relationships, all of the circumstances that you are in, in some way you are responsible for because your energy attracted that thing. And your reality is something that you co-create. And so seeing anything in your life that is making you feel not good, anything in your, any relationships in your life that are making you feel triggered or you feel like they are toxic, it's really important to take that responsibility and say, okay, something I was doing, some thought that I had put me in a state where I was vibrationally attracting this thing into my life. And that means that I have the choice at 
any time to choose to heighten my vibration by doing my tools. So going back to gratitude, going back to journaling, going back to um, Reiki or yoga or whatever your tools are that help you break that cycle. For me, it's been Kundalini recently. It's been so helpful for me to break those cycles, to break those negative patterns and to give yourself space to choose to rise and to choose to really go into that higher frequency. So that's really the step one we feel of showing up is that internal side of it. And it is, again, like Dana said, um, a process. It is always ongoing. You're not going to somehow like come out and just be completely unconditioned and completely um, all the time, always in your self theme. So just kind of always having that awareness. Okay. If I'm not liking something, how, how, where's this coming from internally? Where's this coming from, um, from me or how can I choose to focus on myself versus focusing on the thing that I'm not enjoying? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then step two of showing up is the external, the physical side of things. So, Are you making those physical choices to literally show up to the meditation room or to the yoga mat? Or are you making that choice if you're a projector to show up and make time for yourself to follow what you think is fascinating and study new things? Or, you know, are you making that effort if you have that feeling like everything in your body, all of your authority is telling you to go take this workshop? are you going to go do it? Are you going to follow through? Um, Because really that is the second side of showing up is your authority has led you to something, you know, it's right for you. You know, you want to do it so bad, but you're holding on to limiting conditioning. And you're saying like, there's all these reasons to not do it. That makes sense. And that are rational. And the only reason to do this thing is because my authority is telling me yes. And in this case, it is so important to just jump off the cliff, follow your authority, trust it and physically show up. Whether that looks like booking a ticket that seems expensive and scary, but you know, it's right for you. And your authority is telling you it's going to make you so happy or that you desire it so much. Um, Really pushing past that physical limitation that we often perceive, but is not actually real and showing up in a physical way. So once again, that's not going to be realistic to do it all at once, all the time. But in this day, in this moment, how can you show up physically? You know, can you answer an email for 10 minutes or can you read a book for 20 minutes or can you just go step outside and do some breath work and use your essential oil? You know, what is that physical action that you can take that really tells the universe that you're ready to start making progress and you're ready to start listening to yourself and being authentic and honoring yourself. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say that, you know, sometimes it can be scary to trust yourself and to um, honor what your authority is telling you and to honor um, being present, right. And, and facing what is right in front of you. Maybe your authority is telling you to make this big purchase, but your conditioning is, no, I need to save money. And like, does that really make sense in my life? And blah, blah, blah. Um, But if your authority is telling you it, can you trust yourself to just take that leap? And that can even look like you telling the universe, Hey, I am trying to live my design. I'm trying to use my authority. So I'm going to take this risk. I'm going to follow what my authority is telling me and make this purchase. So you better show up for me and provide and I'm going out on a limb, like 
you, you need to catch me and allow me to use my authority, which is telling me that this is what's best for me. Um, so it can be scary. You can always ask for help from the universe to support you in the decisions that you're making. Um, it's just about really a trusting yourself and giving yourself the time to use your authority and really having awareness if you are using it or not. Um, and I have this all the time where I know that when I read books, it increases my magnetism. And I know that it it rejuvenates me and I feel so much more refreshed and connected and lit up when I read. But I never make time to read. And I always think, oh, I could read right now. But then I get distracted doing something else. And um, that is for me really of like, okay, like I could go outside and play with my dogs. I could, you know, go turn on a show and just shut off my brain. Or I could take 10 minutes to read, you know, one small chapter of this book or to read five pages of this book. Um, And is that really going to change my whole day? If I don't do it, no, it won't really change my whole day. But if I do do it, it actually probably would because I would feel so much more refreshed and rejuvenated. So that's just an example of like, okay, yeah, it's a small, it could be a small thing, but how can you show up for yourself just a little bit more um, and have awareness about what you actually love and need and are doing just a little bit more? Yeah, I love that. This morning, I wore my kimono outside and I have been grounding every day and walking barefoot on the on the soil. And it has been so grounding and so beautiful. And then there's some days where I'm like, I don't have time. So I'm, I just push past it. And really, the truth is, if I did it for one minute, it makes me feel better. And it makes me feel like I'm honoring myself. It makes me feel like I'm choosing to show up and stay connected and be connected to Mother Nature. And it's like, really, you don't have one minute in your entire day, Dana, like, I think you do. And the truth is, like, <laughs> It's really not about being hard on yourself at all because all of human design is about being easy on yourself and doing what kind of flows. But Mm -hmm. it is about taking that responsibility and not letting excuses hold you back and not letting conditioning hold you back from what actually feels good for me for you and from what your body is telling you it's wanting or would feel supported by. So it really just is about showing up for yourself is a choice. And if that can be your intention for, you know, the next month or two months or year to really say this day, I'm going to show up for myself, you will really see other things in your design start to um, thrive and really rise to their highest expression because you are making that choice to not only understand these things about yourself in your human design and understand the information, but to actually apply it, which we talk about all the time, but it is just so important to choose that, to choose to want to show up for yourself um, and push past those fears and push past those limiting beliefs and really say, I'm ready to live as myself and to thrive. And that is not always going to feel the most easy in certain ways. But once you make that um, first leap, it starts to really flow and your neural pathways start to change and your daily routines start to flow and things really do um, get easier in that way. So, okay. So now let's talk about the not self themes. So for everyone listening who doesn't know what a not self theme is, it is the quality that you'll see yourself feel 
when you personally are out of alignment in some way. So we each have not self themes that are associated with our energy types. So that's what we're really going to talk about today is the five major not self themes for each of the energy types. Um, but there's also not self themes for each of the undefined centers. And you can even be in your not self theme when you do have that center defined and you're going against what is natural for you and trying to live by conditioning. Um, you can be in your not self theme with different gates and channels, anywhere that you're taking in conditioning, anywhere where you're not being yourself, you can see yourself go into your not self theme. But we're going to talk about these overarching not self themes that are associated with each of the energy types. So if you are listening and you do not know your design and you don't know your energy type, we encourage you to pause this podcast and to go online to mybodygraph.com where you can enter in your birthday and specific time information and you can generate your chart there for free. And listed outside of your chart, it'll say your energy type, it'll say your self-theme, it'll say your not-self-theme. Um, you can also go to our website, delunalife.com, and there you can purchase your ebook of your chart that comes with a reading that describes all of the foundational things about your chart. Um, and then you can get more information in a tangible way that you can go back to if that's what you're looking for. But anyway, you do it, make sure that you know what your energy type is if you're listening and thus what your not self theme is. So when it comes to not self themes, you're feeling them when you're out of alignment. And honestly, sometimes it can feel good or enticing or attractive to be in that not self theme the same way that it can feel addicting or good to be in victimization because when you feel something that is stressful or you feel something that triggers you or you come into a challenge it can be scary and you can react with fear and that fear makes you want to retract and it makes you want to feel separate. And that's kind of that traditional sense of ego that Eckhart Tolle talks about a lot, is you wanting to be separate from other people to protect yourself. And um, of course, we know in human design, when we talk about your ego center, that is a completely different thing. Um, but with feeling this not self theme, when you're afraid, and when you're wanting to retract, um, it can feel good because you do feel like you're protecting yourself and you do feel like you're like, Hey, I'm standing up for myself and I'm doing my own thing. And like, I don't care about what you say or what you think. And it does feel somewhat protecting, protecting to be in your not self theme. But, um, being in that protective withdrawn state is really against the grain of what is an alignment for all of us. So while human design is the science of differentiation, it is showing us how to be an individual who's in alignment and who is absolutely unique. Um, yes, we are celebrating that uniqueness and that individualization, but it is here for you to be able to be that unique person and that individual who collaborates with the collective and who works in harmony with other people. So if you're retracting yourself, and protecting yourself by being alone and being in your not self theme, you really are out of alignment in general because you are here to be who you are and to be unique and to be connected to other people and to love other people and to lovingly share your gifts with the collective. So um, that's why it's so important to really have awareness of these not self themes is because whenever you feel this feeling, it is an amazing gift. It is an amazing tool to say, okay, I'm feeling my not self. 
that means I'm out of alignment and I need to show up for myself when I'm out of alignment. I need to go back to my strategy and authority. I need to check in with myself and see what I need to do or where this is coming from, see why I was triggered. So really understanding your not self is so important because no matter how far along you are on this journey of human design and no matter how far along you are on your journey of spirituality, each of us is still going to feel triggered sometimes. And we're going to feel a little bit out of alignment in certain days. And it's not about being perfect or about being always consistently in alignment. It's about being able to navigate as life changes, as you evolve, things shift. And you, anytime you do feel that little bit out of alignment, you're able to check in with yourself and have awareness of that and then be able to see what you can do to really help yourself show up for yourself again. So let's kind of start with the first energy type I want to talk about the not-self theme of projectors. So as you guys know, the not-self theme of projectors as an energy type is bitterness. But what does that really mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see bitterness as um, being self-righteous, as feeling superior or inferior, um, as feeling jealous or feeling um, just kind of this overall upset or pulling away, like separating yourself from other people to protect yourself, um, which is true with all of the the themes, but it's really evident with bitterness with projectors. Mm -hmm. Um, And this can really come from a, you're not using your strategy and waiting for the invitation. So somebody is, you know, not taking your advice or is not, taking your, your invitation or is not inviting you or recognizing you because you didn't use your strategy. Um, so then you suddenly feel like, okay, well F them. Like they're not, then they're not my person. Or you feel, um, like, well, why even try, you know, like that's, that's didn't work out. Then I'm just not going to do that thing anymore. Um, or you can just kind of feel this overall sense of, of, I don't know, um, F you right Mm -hmm. (laughs) to, to the collective as a whole. And you can go down the spiral of just feeling like down on yourself and, um, down on the world even. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times I see this come out a, if you haven't used your, um, your strategy and authority, but a lot of times your strategy and of waiting for the invitation, or if someone in your life hasn't used their strategy, um, correctly. And so you feel like, say it's a manifester hasn't informed you. So then you can feel really bitter, like, well, what are they even doing? And they haven't let me in. And that's super annoying that they didn't tell me what they were going to do. Or if it's another projector who didn't wait for the invitation and sent you some stuff telling you what you need to do, you can feel really bitter. Like, well, who do they think they are? Like, I am, I know things too. And you know, I'm, I'm just as they think they're more superior than me to tell me what to do. Like I am more superior than them. And that is bitterness. That is you kind of um, comparing yourself to other people to kind of see where they fall. um, You know, who's above who. And another thing is that um, even like that sense of superiority or inferiority can be uh, like subtle, underlying bitterness that is there. Like, for example, what we were talking about in the beginning, feeling as if 
Harriet Tubman or um, Michelle Obama or Oprah is above you. And like for you to even compare your energy or like your potential to what they've done is so ridiculous. Like I would never even think that because they're so much more superior than me. That is your not self. Because in reality, we are all equal. We all are, regardless of our accomplishments, regardless of the work that we've done in um, inside, we are all equal human beings. We are all connected to the same source, the same energy. So the more that you can see yourself as, um, as equal with everyone around you, regardless of how they've treated you, whether they use their strategy or an authority or not, whether they are some super accomplished person um, or whether they are a child and you feel like they're inferior to you or whether they are somebody who hasn't done the same spiritual experiences that you've done, um, whether it is somebody who's really disconnected with their own truth. If you find yourself feeling inferior or superior in any way, that's coming from your not self. So just to kind of say, okay, how can I, I'm feeling this energy in me and how can I embody more equality and more acceptance that we are all different. We are on all on different paths, but we are all the same coming from the same place, coming from the same source. And, um, there is no comparison. I don't have to compare myself to others and I can come back to using my strategy and authority. And that is the way that you get out of any not self theme for any of the types is by using your strategy and authority of, okay, let me go back to honing my skills as a projector. Let me go back to waiting for the invitation and let me use whatever my authority is. If I'm going to make a decision. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. It's so true because I think when you just hear bitterness, it's like you're, first of all, you're going to put whatever definition you have from your own life into that definition of bitterness. But I think genuine, generally what people think of is that you haven't been recognized. So either you didn't wait for the invitation or just someone's not recognizing you in general. And that's really the only reason that you'd feel bitter. But I think that projectors can really, since they are seeing things and they really feel like they can have these wounds about people not listening or not giving them invitations, or they can even feel like it's unfair that they have this strategy where they have to wait and other people don't. Um, you know, that can really be enticing, low hanging fruit for a projector because it's easy. It's easy to go there. And um, really being able to say, no judgment, but you do have discernment. You are here to guide people. You are here to tweak people, but you are not here to judge people or to say that if you were them, you'd be able to do it better than they're doing it. Because the truth is, if you were them and grew up with the same conditioning, with the same design, with the same life situations, you would do the exact same thing that they did. And so like mm -hmm. that feeling of separateness, me versus you, me over you, me under you, um, what that's the not self. And of course, mm -hmm. the self theme of success is like, it doesn't matter who invites me, because I'm doing my thing. And I love who I am. And anyone who wants me to guide them, I would love to because I'm their equal. And I genuinely care about how they are and how their life is going. And when they thrive, I thrive. And um, that I don't get my validation from that I get my validation from loving myself. But I do love to help other people because I love them too. So it really just is mm -hmm. going from that separateness of protecting yourself and 
isolating yourself and comparing yourself into transcending that and doing the work to love yourself so that you can show up and love others as well and really feel that sense of connection. Mm -hmm. And it can be so, so, so subtle, um, the comparison thing, and it can show up in so many things. I've seen so many um, projectors, including myself, when you are grieving or when you are, you've had like struggles in your life to compare yourself of, well, I've struggled more and nobody's recognizing that. Mm -hmm. Or I, you know, this part, you can see so clearly you know, the differences between people and what someone's good at and what they've experienced and what you you're good at, what you've experienced and what the other person's good at and what they've experienced. Like you're able to see this so clearly. So it is really easy to fall into, um, you know, feeling, well, they haven't had to go through the same hard things as me and nobody's recognizing that like, like F them because Mm -hmm. they've had it so much easier Mm -hmm. or, F them because they don't understand what it's like to be depressed or F them because they don't understand what it's like to X, Y, Z. And that is bitterness. And Mm -hmm. so to really pull yourself out of that is it can be hard. uh, And maybe it needs some time, you know, maybe you need to feel that for a few weeks um, or a few days or a few years even because that's your journey. Um, But the sooner that you can say, okay, I see the differences. That is a strength of mine. And we are all different. We all are on different paths. And that is beautiful. And we are all equal. That doesn't make me better than them because I'm stronger than them. Um, It doesn't make me worse than them because I'm weaker than them. And I have been depressed for a few months. All of that is comparison. Um, And it's just kind of like shrouded underneath these feelings that can be confusing if you don't if you don't know that, okay, hold on, wait, that is my not self. And it does feel good to feel like I'm stronger or to yeah. feel like I, you know, I've had it harder or that I um, have done more work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and a lot of, sorry, I just want to say a lot of the spiritual community does really embrace that, um, you know, I'm so spiritual and I've done all of these spiritual experiences and I've, you know, done all of these um, ceremonies and whatever I've trained with all these people. And there's this whole like thing in the spiritual community of being superior, of being more enlightened, of being yeah. the most tapped in. Holier and, than thou um, is like the phrase that people say. Yes, exactly. And a lot of people in the spiritual community are projectors. Yeah. Um, so that is a form of bitterness, even though it is shrouded in the light of helping people and uh, wanting to spread more love, but it's like, okay, like we're all equal though still. And that's the energy. Even if you have done all that work and you have had all these amazing experiences, awesome, share them, teach them, be the guy that you're here to be. Um, And the more that you can come from a place of equality and love and, um, and, like your self theme of success and really focusing on giving your gifts out to the world, the better, um, Mm -hmm. because it's not going to have this sneaky little underlying bitterness that creeps in and like kind of foils what you're actually here to do. And I do just want to say that obviously any of the energy types can feel superiority or inferiority. That is not something that only projectors can feel. Anyone can feel that. And so this kind of applies to anyone who's ever felt that. You can learn the wisdom that is here. But 
when it comes to projectors, that is the go-to thing that you're going to feel first. Um, that's your natural default negative reaction to something that hurts you, to something that doesn't feel fair to you. Um, so really for a projector, it's correct for you to identify with that as your number one thing that you're going to feel um, that really tells you you're out of alignment. So of course, if you feel any of these things that we talk about with the other energy types, that's definitely something for you to look into and to know that like projectors aren't the only ones that can feel that way. But just to know that the reason that human design is telling you this is because this is the most helpful thing for you to focus on. This is going to be that one emotion that you feel or that not something that you feel that is really going to be a gift to you and a big aha moment. Like, Oh, I'm feeling that that is telling me I'm out of alignment. So, um, with the next topic, I guess we'll talk about manifestors and their not self theme is anger. So, of course, that's a pretty clear word. And a lot of us have our own associations for what anger is. We just kind of wanted to flesh that out a little bit more. What does it really look like for a manifester to feel angry? So um, when manifestors are feeling angry, a lot of times it's because they haven't informed and because people aren't understanding them. They feel misunderstood. Um, they feel that the world is working against them even. And, um, anger doesn't have to look like you are like screaming and yelling or that you are just like, so, so angry. It can really look like, um, you are being rebellious or you are trying to shock people just for the sake of stirring the pot or for the sake of shocking them. And you might not even realize that you're doing that, but to kind of like have that awareness of, Oh, was I doing that? Cause I really wanted to, or was I doing that just to kind of stir a reaction out of people? Um, it can look like you even people pleasing because you are feeling, um, a subtle sense of anger of like resentment. So like, okay, fine. Like, fuck it. I'm just going to do whatever it is that they want me to do. Um, and it can feel like people are trying to sabotage you. If you feel like, okay, everyone is just trying to, um, to sabotage what I'm doing. That's anger, but it's just not showing up as like this huge explosive thing that we think of right away when we think of anger. Um, it can also feel like people are trying to pull the rug out from under you. And, um, and so it's really just about checking in. Okay. Am I acting from a place that is from love and that is informing other people and letting people in, or am I protecting myself and trying to shut people out even more because I feel like they shut me out or that they didn't understand what I was doing. So like, fuck it. I'm just going to shut them out. And I'm, I don't care if they understand me. I don't need them. I don't want them to understand. I don't want their help. Um, but really you are here to have people help you No, you don't need other people's opinions. Um, but if you feel like, well, I am always right. Um, and I always want to be right. That can be your not self theme of anger secretly because you are feeling that you don't need, because you don't need other people's input that you don't want other people's input. And then when you don't, want other people's input. You don't have other people supporting you and you don't have them helping you. So the way that you break all of this down is by informing and is by just telling people, telling the people around you, you know, I'm feeling like I do, like, I don't want 
your opinion or I don't want your support. And it's really hard for me to inform right now. That alone, even though that's like, wait, does, does that really help? Yes, because you are informing by saying that you don't want to inform or you in, are informing by saying, you know, I feel like I'm wanting to, I feel like you're trying to rip the rug out from under me. That allows people to understand how you're feeling and to have compassion and to say, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that you were feeling that way. And they will immediately get on your team because you are breaking down any barriers that are between you. And I do want to say with anger, I feel like anger can be a really big barrier. You know, when you're when you're bitter as a projector, you can still like hide it and kind of get in with people and just be secretly holding on to that bitterness. But anger is a lot more in your face. It's like a brick wall. You know, it's like the the Fort Knox is coming down. You're closing the door. You're locking it up. It really is just like it can feel hard to get past that, I think, once you start feeling that anger. So I do want to say it's important with all of these not-self themes to not avoid them or be afraid of them or the second you feel it, be like, this is bad, this is bad, I did a bad job, like, I have to stop feeling this right away. It's important to let yourself feel it, right? Because it's a real thing that you're here to feel. And if you try to just deny that you're feeling it or move through it like so quickly that you don't even let yourself learn from that situation, that's not healthy either. So when you feel anger as a manifester, whatever you need to do to let yourself feel it and to let yourself know like, okay, this is a real thing that I'm really feeling. I'm just going to give myself a second how whatever your process is, whether that's journaling, whether that's going out and going for a run, whether that is just going outside and being alone, um, whether that is calling a friend and informing them and venting and letting them know I'm not mad at you. I just need to vent because that's informing. Um, But just really knowing that the first step is to just accept where you are, let yourself feel it and bring the awareness to it. And then when you're ready, then when you have the space, only after you've accepted that you felt that way, then you have the opportunity to move forward and to go back to your strategy and authority and bring that awareness in. So with manifestors, it is tricky because they're designed to be kind of a lone wolf. They're designed to be independent and to be Uh, someone who has freedom and they're designed to not need validation from anyone. They are designed to make decisions completely on their own. However, you're not designed to just be alone. No one is, right? We're designed to be a human family, a human collective that helps each other and supports each other. And you do that by being yourself, being an individual. But once again, your strategy really is telling you how you can get out there and connect with other people and exchange energy between other humans. So if you have your gifts, but you're just hoarding them for yourself, what use are they? They're not impacting the world. They're not inspiring other people. They're not helping other people heal. And your gifts are designed to give them and to share them and to connect with people. So as a manifester, there is a, of course, a very healthy part of you that needs alone time and needs your space. Same for projectors, same for reflectors, but really with manifestor or with manifestors, you do need your space. You do need that freedom and independence. But if you find yourself really saying like, I want to be separate because I'm angry, that is your not self theme. And then your self theme of peace is 
I love people and I love informing them and I love collaborating and I love having my independence. I love having my alone time. And I do have my alone time with a sense of love and peace. And even when I'm alone, I'm connected by heart and soul to other people, to the collective, to the universe, to energy, to nature. So even when you are alone, you're still having that love in your heart and that connection. Um, And so just really knowing that to be mindful of that, all of these not self themes, it really does boil down into you feeling afraid and then wanting to feel separate, separating yourself from other people in order to protect yourself. And really we're here to be vulnerable and courageous and open and loving and connected to others. And I just want to say, um, you know, other types can trigger your, um, anger as a manifester when they are not using their strategy. So for example, um, if a projector did not wait for the invitation and told you, you know, invited you somewhere or told you something that you need to do to like have better results with something that can trigger your anger because that was repelling to you. Um, and when you feel that instead of saying like, okay, F them, they don't know what they're talking about. That's you really holding on to that anger side, but to instead say, okay, we're all trying to use our strategy and authority. And we all, we all have hiccups. We all, we aren't perfect. So this person did not, did not use their strategy of waiting for the invitation. I'm sending her love and, or him love. And I am giving that compassion because we are all equal and I'm going back to informing and even saying, you know, thanks for that advice. I'm not ready to take it at that time. Um, but sending you love, um, and kind of just breaking the barriers of feeling like F that person, or, um, like, I can't believe that they would say that to me or whatever that again, not self, not self. And that can feel really good to do. But just to say, okay, yeah, that feels good. Let me feel it for a day. Okay. And now let me let it go and send love, compassion, inequality. And what we say when we're talking about like, ooh, it feels good. It's in that way where in the moment it feels good because it's easier. But if you lived that way, obviously, for a long time, it would feel really shitty and you would not be happy. So I just want to be clear, like when we're saying I hope you guys know what we're talking about with that feeling of like, that that feels good. It feels comforting to just let myself be the victim and to be like, poor baby to myself. Um, But of course, when you live in that place, you'll just be so unhappy and so out of alignment. And so um, when you are in alignment, of course, you're still going to feel that not self-theme as we've been saying. And just knowing that um, it, it is about that longevity, right? This career, there's this um, spiritual path is about the end result and you keeping that intention. It's not about your life changing this second or this moment, just because you decided to show up for yourself or you got yourself out of your not self theme. It is a lifelong journey, a lifelong process of continuing to check in with yourself and wanting what's best for the collective over time and overall and with yourself and being really patient and not feeling like because of this one moment, this dictates my entire existence or this dictates my entire life, or this tells me how I'm going to be in alignment or not forever, but really just knowing that life keeps going and that things keep changing and flowing and that it is important to be present and to be in the now and to know that it's never too late to choose something better for yourself. 
but also that we can be patient and kind with ourselves and know that if we have these hiccups, if we have these not selves, if someone triggers us because they're not using the strategy, that we can take that with a grain of salt and not let it totally derail us from this whole journey. Um, okay, so next we want to talk about reflectors. So the not self theme for a reflector is disappointment. So what does that really mean for a reflector to be disappointed? So disappointment can feel like you are just let down by every person um, around you or even by every job you're doing or the environment around you. It can feel like nothing is worth doing or nothing is worth being excited about. Um, and it can really just feel like life in general has lost its excitement. Um, and that it's just kind of like blah. Um, and if you're feeling that blah feeling, that is disappointment. And obviously, um, it can flicker in and out just like all of these not self themes where you are feeling excited and, um, you are feeling surprised and you are enthused with your life. Is that a word enthused with your life? I think Whatever. so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enthusiastic with your life. Um, that, you know, you have like, like days where you're just feeling like meh about everything. And that is that disappointment. And the way that you really get out of that is by, um, focusing on those things that excite you is by, um, shaking up your environment is by shaking up your, the people that you've been around or that you are around to bring in fresh energy for you to be surprised by and to see where it leads and to see where it goes. And, um, you also can get into disappointment when you set expectations on the environment or on what those people are going to bring in or if you set limitations on, you know, we're all going to go hang out here and we're all going to eat dinner and then we're going to go here and that's the end of it because you're not leaving any space to be surprised or to have flow or fluidity and just see where things go. So then you can feel at the end of it like, yeah, we all came to work, we all did our job and then we went home and that is just kind of like blah, like, yeah, whatever. Um, and that's because there's no room for that change and that flow in your day or in the people that you've been around or in your environment. So just really opening yourself up to having uncertainty in what it is that you're going to do. Um, whether that's even though you're showing up to the, the job that you love, having some uncertainty of like not knowing, you know, where you're going to go for lunch or not knowing who you're going to eat with or not knowing what you're going to do after work. Um, and having a little bit of space in your day, in the people that you're going to be around, um, in the things that you're going to do to have um, flow and to have exciting things and to show up feeling enthusiastic and um, surprised by what happens and, and kind of like leaning out of that meh thing. Um, the other thing I do want to say is that when other types do use their, don't use their strategy, you can feel kind of disappointed <laughs> and, and, um, you know, they were giving you advice and you didn't want it because they were a projector and it wasn't invited. You will feel kind of disappointed in in them or, um, in what they said, or, or even you'll feel disappointed in yourself that you haven't been used doing that advice already. Um, or that you, maybe you are out of alignment. Maybe you aren't using 
your energy correctly. And so you'll just feel disappointed in yourself. And that's really coming because that person didn't use their strategy and they didn't wait for the invitation. And so it wasn't energetically correct. And it caused you to be in your not self theme of disappointment. Um, so when you are feeling that just to kind of, again, give love to that person, um, know that not everyone is always perfect using their strategy and authority and, um, to go back to focusing on creating that space, um, having that uncertainty, having that flow, having that play, focusing on the things that do bring you joy and love versus on the fact that, um, somebody was a disappointment to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that because reflectors really are such pure, empathetic meters of being able to tell if another person is in alignment or if they are not. So when they are around someone that is inauthentic and that is out of alignment and that is not using their strategy and authority, that can feel so icky to them in a physical way, you know, like they are feeling that in their body, they're reflecting back to it. And they're really gifted at being able to just feel and sense what was off in someone or in an environment or in something that someone did. So if they hold on to that with judgment and they say like, that was out of alignment, that was off. And I'm like judging that and I'm holding on to that as that being their entire person forever and always, that is really going to be super disappointing to them. And, um, having that judgment at all as a reflector judgment is like the worst enemy for for a reflector because it can put you into your not self theme so quickly because reflectors really in essence in their self theme they are here to be fully accepting accepting of all accepting of every single thing that a human could possibly be a reflector is all about it and a reflector is here to feel when someone is out of alignment and be able to show them that and feel that and sense that, but they're not here to judge that and think that that is forever or, or really going to be consistent. Um, so if they can release that feeling of, of judging people when they're out of alignment and conversely, they are empowered. If they're living in a place where they're around tons of people that are constantly out of alignment, you do have the power to move and to be in an environment that is healthier for you around people who are being more authentic um, and to just know that you want that change and then to let the universe bring it to you or to let people invite you to go to a new place or to let life invite you to go to a new place. Um, But I think kind of the more uh, traditional meaning of disappointment as far as reflectors go is when they get really attached to something that they felt and they thought that it was their truth and they're like holding on to it, like this is who I am now. And then they feel themselves change and they realize that wasn't who I was. I was reflecting that. That can be so disappointing for them. That can really put them into their not self of, I really thought that that's who I was and I identified with it. And I thought that that was me. And now that I'm realizing it wasn't, I feel like my whole world got shattered. I feel like I'm having an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. that is so 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 true and so it's like all of our not self themes can be in small ways throughout the day and they can be in big ways where it's like the end of a relationship or um, the end of a career Um, it can be in like these major ways and it's just important to know that you are completely empowered to have awareness and recognize, okay, I'm feeling my not self theme here. Let me feel it. And now the way that I remedy this is by 
creating uh, is creating space in my day and in my environment to have new energy in, to be around new people and new things and let that lead where it's going to lead and let myself be surprised and to have fun and to play um, and to play more. So a thing that you can always do is to bring more play into your life mm-hmm. as a reflector mm-hmm. um, to kind of get yourself back into alignment um, and out of that not self theme of disappointment. And the last thing I want to say with reflectors is they can feel really disappointed when they are not included, when they feel invisible. So feeling that disappointment for that is automatically their not self theme. And the way that a reflector gets included and has people kind of include them into the center of their community is by having that complete non-attachment, having that complete acceptance and flow and letting themselves play, letting themselves be enticed and surprised and delighted by every little turn and by everything that they get to experience within their own body, by every characteristic they get to feel from the lunar transits or feel from the people they're around to say that isn't all of this variety so fascinating and interesting. And when they do that for themselves, that is when people are going to naturally include them. They're going to feel so supported and loved and in the center of a community where they are sharing their reflections and sharing their wisdom and um, really feeling seen for who they are and accepted for the person that they're designed to be, which is someone who is in flow and um, really letting themselves shift and experience and taste all of the different things in life. So um, I just really wanted to say that because I think that that is something that reflectors can feel sometimes is like I'm in I'm feeling like I'm not included and I feel stuck in that like I don't know where I can go or what I can do to make other people include me but it is just going back to your strategy and authority and doing your own thing and showing up for yourself and choosing that love and connection and equality instead of once again feeling inferior or superior in some other way um Okay, so next let's talk about man gens and the not self theme for man gens manifesting generators is frustration, just like a generator. Um, But it's also anger, like the manifester, which we talked about before. Um, So everything that we said with the manifester, you can listen if you're a manifesting generator and see if that resonates with you. Um, See if you felt any of those things before, because then chances are you probably have more manifesting energy in your chart Um, or you can have less manifesting energy and really relate more to the generator. So what does it really mean for a manjan to feel frustration and anger? Um, So frustration, first of all, can feel like you are just unsatisfied or you're stuck It can feel that you are anxious or that things just aren't working out um, how you thought that they were going to work out because you were planning ahead in your mind. And then now you're here and it's just not what you thought it was going to be. It can feel that you just don't even know what to do. And so you're just frustrated. And with having this anger, you also can feel angry that something didn't work out or that you made a mistake. Um, you can have a lack of patience because you are feeling frustrated and angry. And so you just want to get it done and you want to get it over with and cut corners and just get things out there. Um, and that is kind of a mixture of both frustration and anger and frustration and anger don't have to be so big and bold and loud. Like we think, you know, being so frustrated, um, it can 
be just kind of underlying that you just don't care anymore mm-hmm. or that, um, you know, why even try to fix it or mm-hmm. why even try to change your job? Um, it can feel just like an overall dissatisfaction with your work or with your relationship, but like, you're not going to try to fix it. Cause that would be, make you more frustrated in a like louder way, even though if you just let it linger, you're actually frustrated in a bigger way, but it's under the surface and it can stay there for a long time until you, um, until you address it and mm-hmm. kind of face it. Um, so frustration can be big and it can be subtle mm-hmm. and just knowing that, um, if you are feeling dissatisfied and you are feeling, um, angry or annoyed that, okay, hold on. That's my not self theme. How can I come back to being really present, focusing on what's right in front of me and listening to what my body is telling me about what's right in front of me? Mm -hmm. Am Am I feeling expansive and excited? And like, I have energy to pour into that, or am I feeling contracted and I don't have energy to pour into it? And how can I allow myself to listen? And to not do that right now in this moment, that doesn't mean, okay, that means I have to quit my job right now. It just means that in this moment, I'm not going to reply to that email. I'm going to go to lunch early. I'm going to go make a coffee. I'm going to go to my coworker's office. I'm going to chat for a minute. I'm going to go on another tab on my computer and I'm going to research something that's really exciting to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Allowing yourself to come back to the present moment, get out of your head Um, and like kind of slow down a little bit because that frustration and that anger as a man, Jen can really force you to speed up, speed up, speed up until you just like totally are out of your own, like not, I don't want to say control, but like you, you look back and you're like, Oh shit, I just bulldozed over all this stuff. And I wish I hadn't. Yeah, literally like the Incredible Hulk, and he's just like trying harder. And then like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) And with mangens, with with this manifesting side of them, they are designed to have that independence and freedom. So there often can be this feeling like they have a wound about being controlled or being told what to do or feeling like whatever they do is never going to be right or good enough. Um, and that really can put them in their not self theme of just feeling frustrated and angry. And it's really amazing because what they're really wanting is to follow their authority, right? What they're really wanting is to know what's right for themselves from a core place and be able to follow that. So it really is, um, going back to your strategy and authority. It's so powerful. It is like, this magic key that unlocks things and um, can put you back on track in a way that nothing else can. So for manifesting generators, um, whenever you feel that feeling of like, you just feel like you are being controlled in some way, whether that's someone telling you what to do, or whether that's you feeling like you have to abide by society's rules and just do this the normal thing because you're capable and you're able to do that. And so it's time for you to just sacrifice yourself and follow the rules of, of society. That's going to put you in your not self theme because mangens are not here to follow the rules. They are here to follow their authority as are all the types, but they're here to do things in their own way. They're here to be independent and they're here to listen to their responses. They're here to really do what lights them up and be inspired. And, um, 
just really knowing that whenever you feel that frustration or anger as a man, Jen, um, your authority is like there for you. You know, it is, it's you being there for yourself and you being supported by yourself and by your body. And you are connected to other people and to consciousness and to higher vibrations through your authority. So really like surrendering, surrendering yourself to that and knowing that like, whenever we are in our not self themes, a lot of times we feel that separateness and we feel like we're not supported, but you are always supported by your authority. And it is something that is so within you, but it also kind of feels sometimes like this thing that is like almost like on a higher plane of knowing that is there to guide you. And like, you kind of don't have to take the pressure of figuring things out. You can just follow your authority listen to your body, listen to your authority. And that I think can bring so much peace and also excitement and desires. And really, um, it, it gets both of those things for the man gen. Um, okay. So next let's talk about generators. Um, with generators, your not self theme is just frustration. So similar to what we talked about with the man gen, um, but for generators, it's of course not the anger. It's just frustration. So what does that really look like when a generator in real life is feeling frustrated? So, um, it's very similar to Manjen where you can just feel unsatisfied. Um, and you don't know why you feel unsatisfied. You can feel, um, anxious about needing to be perfect or needing to know the future. And you can just feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, I don't know how I'm going to fix this. And so I just feel stuck. And so like, Oh, fuck everything. Like I'm just stuck here forever. Um, and if you're feeling that that is frustration, um, or obviously, you know, if, um, if, you know, a manifester doesn't inform you, you can feel really frustrated that you don't know what they're thinking. You don't know what they're wanting or what they're needing. And you're trying to like, if your boss is a manifester, you're trying to do what they want, but you just don't know what it is. That's frustration. Um, or if a projector, you know, didn't wait for the invitation and they're giving their advice to you, you can feel frustrated. Like, ugh, I don't like, I don't want what you're selling. I don't want what you have to say. Um, and Again, with all of this, it's about going back to, okay, I'm feeling frustrated either from this person or I'm feeling frustrated because of the situation or I'm feeling frustrated because I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I want to know what I want to do next. And like, uh, um, and it's just about getting really present in the moment. What is right in front of me right now? Is it this email? Is it this text message? Is it this food? Does someone just walk in the room? What is it? And how does my body feel? because your body is guiding you. And that's regardless of if you have emotional authority and you're supposed to give yourself, you know, a few days or some time to make a decision. If you are a generator, you have your sacral defined, your body is guiding you all the time. So when it comes to getting out of frustration, um, you can do that without making a major decision. You can do that by just being really present, listening, listening. How does my body feel about what I'm doing right now? How can I honor what my body is telling me in this moment? Not what my body is telling me about my job for the next six months or how I'm going to make enough money to do A, B, C, and D um, or how I'm going to talk to this person that I'm feeling really disconnected from. Those are big decisions. Um, But how is your body feeling right now? Because more often than not, your 
um, that person is not right directly in front of you. More often than not, that you know, changing that job is not right directly in front of you, right? That's that's something so big. So if it's an email, if it's your phone, if it's like food, how does your body feel? That will get you back into like feeling connected with your truth, with your body. You're telling the universe that you are listening, that you are trying to show up as yourself, that you are tapped in, that you are honoring your truth. And then when those big things that you're feeling frustrated about are brought back into your direct awareness, really trying to use your authority and um, honor what your truth is telling you and Mm -hmm. hashing it out with the universe. Like, okay, I am ready to listen. I'm present. My authority is telling me this. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to trust myself and please universe show up for me because I'm trying, I'm here, I'm doing the work. Um, And, and trusting, 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 trusting so much about, Um, getting into your self theme as a generator of satisfaction is trusting yourself and listening to your body, being present and trusting that what your body's telling you is in your best interest. And then you will feel really satisfied. Like, yes, that felt good to trust myself. Like, yes, that felt good to honor myself. Um, And that is your self theme. That is alignment for you. Yeah. And I feel like one of the biggest differences between a manifesting generator's not self-theme and a generator's not self-theme is for a generator, it's not about like trying to hurry and get past things so much as it is just feeling stuck. Like just feeling completely like you have no idea what to do. You have no energy. And, you know, in human design, we're telling you, you have a defined sacral. So you're creating all this energy and you're like, well, I don't feel like it right now. I feel like I have nothing. You know, I feel like I have no inspiration. I have nowhere to go. I don't, I'm just stuck. And really knowing that feeling, because I think that seems a little bit different than what you would commonly think of as frustration. Like when I think of frustration, the first thing I think of is someone being like, oh, like I'm so frustrated, but it can look like, (laughs) that total lethargy and just like, you know, bland and just completely drained and empty. And Mm -hmm. knowing that when you feel that, that lack of energy, that lack of forward motion, that lack of um, your engine turning and your wheels going, you just completely feel stuck. That is your not self theme. So yeah, like Shana was saying, Mm -hmm. of course, just getting really present. What's the next step? Like not, what's the next 15 steps, what's the next year of steps, but literally what is this exact next step? And that's all I have to do inch by inch. Um, and that really can keep you, get you moving and get that, um, life force energy coming back into you and showing you what you're passionate about. And for a generator, it is so important for them to know that it's not their job to figure out what is going to bring them satisfaction And, um, it kind of reminds me, it's funny that we always talk about food with this, but it is kind of the same thing. It reminds me of when someone's like, what do you want to eat for dinner? And like a couple like fights about it for like an hour. And like, both of them are just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I want, but I wish that I knew what I want. I want you to tell me what you want. And just that feeling of being (laughs) like, I don't know. Um, I really see that as frustration, really wanting to know but not knowing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so releasing that, trusting the process as a generator, it literally is not your responsibility to figure anything out. 
it is your responsibility to just be honest with yourself about what is fun for you, what is not fun for you, and to um, try to take the reins on that and to try as much as you can to be aware at least of what is fun for you, what is exciting, what you desire, and what you don't. Because it's the universe's job to bring you opportunities. It's life's job to put those perfect people into your path. It is other people's job to do things that ignite you. And, you know, it really is about just letting go and knowing that you can float a little bit more and that all you really have to do is be present and be real and be authentic about when you do come across something, if it feels right for you. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say, um, you know, it's so, so, so important for you to do the things that excite you and that you love. And the way that you do that is by being present. You know, do you want Chinese food? No. Do you want pizza? Yes. Okay. That's what you love right now in this moment. And, um, you know, when you are pouring your energy into doing what you're, what you love and listening to your body and doing those things, that's you living your strategy. And that really does feed all of the other people around you. Because like Dana said before, we are all one big human family and um, we're all meant to work together and with each other. So when you are doing what you love and using your strategy, you are feeding all the other types. So we've mentioned a few times on here, you know, when other types are not using their strategy, it can cause not self themes in, you know, so if a, a manifester is non-forming, you can feel frustrated as a generator. Um, if a manifestor is non-forming, you can feel bitterness as a projector. Um, and we've mentioned, you know, how it is for a projector as well. And really though, with a generator, if a generator is not responding and not doing what they love, what they want to be doing, um, it's really, it's not feeding the other energy types. They are not getting that juicy, um, loving, exciting energy from you because you're not doing what you love. Instead, they're going to feel more exhausted or um, less excited about life. So um, just knowing it it's, works a little differently. It doesn't necessarily bring out the not self themes in the other types when you are not using your strategy, but it doesn't allow you or them to be as connected and to be as in flow and to be as lit up and um, energized with their life. So just kind of knowing that you are a gift. If you are a generator or a mangen, you are a gift to other people just by you doing what you love. So um, never think that that's selfish or that it's um, flaky or that it's um, going to be looked down upon for you to do what you love. Because when you are, that is when you are the biggest gift to other people, regardless of what that thing actually is. Yes. So to kind of wrap this episode up, I really just wanted to share that when I first learned about human design, one of the biggest things that I loved about it, that I was like, this is a hell yes for me, is that your self theme is who you really are. And that is your highest potential. So human design is already inherently telling all of us that our highest potential is who we really are. And any of the things that are not that is who we are not. So inherently, naturally, 
you are your highest potential. You have all of the wisdom that you need in order to really thrive. And um, inherently, if you're a projector, you are naturally here to be successful. If you just trust yourself, if you just follow your strategy and authority, you will be successful. You will be able to share your gifts. You will be supported financially. And if you are a manifester, you are naturally peaceful. You're here to be impactful. You're here to be inspiring. You're here to really create waves of change in the world. And you're here to do it in a way that feels chill and that you just feel like things work out. And you just feel like you're just being yourself and you're not being something else or being something you're not. You are literally just doing your own thing and you are inspiring the world and changing the world. And if you are a manifesting generator or a generator, you are here to be satisfied in life. You're here to do things that are fulfilling and you are naturally that person. You are naturally someone who finds satisfaction in life, who does things that you love and you're proud of yourself. You love the way you spend your energy. You love the way you connect with other people. That is who you are. And as a reflector, you are naturally someone who is surprised and delighted by life. Someone who sees life as this playground where you get to just bounce around and experience so many beautiful things that are fascinating and infinitely interesting. And that free-spirited, childlike essence is who you naturally are. So everything that we've talked about today is who you are not. You are not bitter. You are not angry. You are the highest expression of yourself. You are your highest potential. So it really just is about letting that be true for yourself and believing that it's natural for you to thrive. And it's natural for you to thrive and be connected with other people and to have love and harmony and to be able to share your gifts and to be supported by other people for exactly who you are and not as something else. So that is really my favorite thing about human design is when we're looking at your chart, when we're looking at your design, we are seeing your highest potential and I swear every chart I've ever seen, I'm like, wow, this person is beautiful. They are so special, every single one of us. And it's really just our job to believe in that and to trust that and to let ourselves be that and to not try to change ourselves or get lost in trying to be something that we're not because who you are is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Aho. Amen. (laughs) So it is. Yes, yes, yes. I'm feeling all of that. And you guys, it's so powerful. We just want to encourage you to show up for yourself Mm -hmm. and to check in with yourself and to honor yourself and to live your highest potential. Um, So um, reach out to us anytime if you want to continue the conversation or if you have any questions. Um, you can book a reading with us anytime on our website, which is daylunalife.com. And that's where we can go like really a deep dive into what are your unique gifts? Um, what are you here to really do? And what is your purpose? And how are you here to give those gifts? Um, what channels for you are projected? What are manifested? What are generated? How does that all work? How does your energy all flow and connect together to really give you some clarity? Um, but also you can, you know, start nothing stopping you from starting right now today of checking in and having awareness of, okay, am I using my strategy and authority? Am I feeling my not self theme in any aspect? 
How can I give love and expansion and transcendence out of that um, to myself, just with my awareness alone? And um, yeah, you can, you are completely empowered and loved and we are here for you. We support you guys. Um, So feel free to get in touch. Our email is hello at daylunalife.com. Um, and we do have physical boxes that are here to help inspire that awareness and that self growth in a tangible way where you can really have items and tools and meditations, um, that help you to tap in specifically for your energy and, um, for your gifts to be connected in this physical world. Um, but also we try to put a lot of content on here that you guys can do this work at home today, right now, nothing's stopping you. Um, so check us out on our website, daylunalife.com. Um, Instagram is at dayluna. Reach out if you have any questions and we love you guys. We're sending you so much love. We are sending Moana, Mulan, Harriet Tubman, Obama. Oh, Michelle Obama <laughs> as well. And because Obama's a projector. He is a projector. Um, and Oprah vibes all to everyone listening right now. We are sending that energy your way. And we are so grateful that we get to connect with you guys. We are all on this journey and it's insane, honestly, how we are all going through similar things at the same time, how we are all thinking about similar things at the same time and having these similar Um, like realizations and growth and dreams even and situations at the same time as a collective in this community. Um, It's insane how every week with readings, like we are all connected so much more than we think. So I just want to tell you guys that and just know that we feel you, we love you and we see you.